BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hi, welcome to POV My Therapist, the podcast where I vent, you listen, and you do not get paid. Today's episode, you have one. I have one. We are talking about Voldemort. Yes, yes, he who shall not be named, okay? The man that tried to kill Harry Potter, the man that tried to kill you and me, okay? So... If your friends are anything like mine, um, they do not care to hear about your Voldemort, which is why he is called Voldemort. We never refer to him as his name. His name is either Voldemort at any given time. His name is Voldemort or he who shall not be named. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. But first, before we even start, I want to remind you that there is a giveaway going on. So if you want to be entered for a chance to win one of everything in my merch line, Make sure to leave a like, um, a five-star rating, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, a five-star rating and a review um, on Apple Podcast, and to follow me on Instagram at VinePhilo, V-I-N-E-P-H-I-L-O. Doing all of those things definitely puts you in the running more than once, and you are allowed to leave more than one podcast review. They are very appreciated. They help the podcast uh, get reach more listeners it's just it's amazing so if you want a chance to win um a sweatshirt a t-shirt and a POV of my therapist tote bag go ahead and do that the giveaway ends uh february 14th right on valentine's day and i will announce the winner and you will be sent um a cute little gift okay um so yeah so i wanted to remind you and also, if you're listening on YouTube, make sure to like and leave a rating. Make sure, leave a rating, leave a thumbs up, okay? And then make sure to subscribe. So on today's episode, I'm kind of going to talk about two things um, because my Voldemort was a Voldemort who was a terrible person, to be quite freaking honest. But um, Demi Lovato has a song called 29, okay? Um, and 29 is a song that she wrote about Wilder Valderrama. And I don't know if you were, I don't know how old you were when she was dating Wilder Valderrama, but I was a, I, I was a teenager. And by teenager, I mean like between 13 and 17. Um, and I remember she was dating Wilder Valderrama and it's weird because I don't remember a lot of like commentary on it. I don't actually remember any bad commentary on it at all. I remember that there was an age gap, but I think the general consensus at the time, from at least what I remember, this may not be true, was that she was an adult and therefore she could do what she wanted. So that it was one of those typical Hollywood things because people in Hollywood have a lot of age gaps. Um, and so she was dating him and apparently she met him when she was 17 and he was 29, which is a 12 year age difference. And going back on his track record, he's just as bad as Leonardo DiCaprio, where, you know, Leonardo, he is not dating anybody older than 25, okay? And the minute they turn 25, he is breaking up with them. God forbid the fact that he is aging like milk on a veranda in July. 
but the women have to look like the youth that he is, that is running from him like a bat out of hell. Um, and he's pretty much kept that up in the last couple of years where I think his girlfriend currently is also, uh, very young. There's a 12 year age difference between them too. But anyway, so on her new album, Unholy, Demi Lovato released a song called 29. And when I tell you, I cannot stop singing this freaking song because it just, it just hits a little close to home. Okay. Um, there was also a very large age gap between, uh, my Voldemort and I, Yes, that's what we shall call him. There was a very large age gap between the two of us. He, I think it was 10 years, I remember. And I met him when I was 19. Now, I was 19. It was my first year in college. I really thought I knew what the fuck I was doing. Um, I was like, I'm an adult. You can't tell me anything. I'm an adult. Um, I know exactly what I was doing. And I regret that. I truthfully regret that because I met him all those years ago and 10 years later, it's finally now that I've gotten over them and that I just will never ever recommend, um, like being involved with anybody to that, to that, to that extent at all. And there is something called limerence that comes into play with this, but I also feel like a lot of what happened and a lot of the way I feel about things has a lot to do with the fact that not only was I like really, like I was just young in age, but emotionally, I think I was very young. I was very stunted emotionally. And I feel like that definitely affected me and getting over this situation was just completely affected by how youthful I was inside okay so um basically this episode we're gonna talk about it okay we're gonna talk about age gap relationships and just basically how I feel about them and why personally I would not recommend them um younger like if you're if you're I don't recommend them unless you're like 27 and even then I feel like you really have to have a good grip on who you are because one thing I've realized is like as I've gotten older I don't feel any older I feel quite young actually and I feel quite like I feel childish I feel childlike you ask me how old I am I have to think really hard to remember how old I am because within my spirit and like within myself I feel young I feel like I'm 16 I feel like I'm 17 like I feel incredibly immature a lot of the times to a point where honestly it scares me sometimes sometimes like it actually scares me because I'm just like when the fuck am I gonna grow up like I feel like these aren't decisions that a grown-up my age would be making but that being said there's no real behavior that goes along with like your your age or anything like that and I think that's something I've come to learn so it actually makes it even more fucked up to me when I think about how much more immature I must have been and why that was justified to anybody, okay? So, um, I met my Voldemort when I was 19 years old and I met him on Tinder. Okay, horrible. Should have stayed away then as well. Met him on Tinder and got to know him and the very first time I went out with him, I fucked him. It was a different era, okay? And it was a much different era, okay? And so that kind of like sparked a very sexual relationship. It was not emotionally intimate at all, to be honest. Um, but I have daddy issues as well. So it's weird because like thinking about like where mentally I was at that time, it was just like, I was just a lost child, bro. I really was. I, I wanted to feel loved by I'm honestly it's not even by a man like by anyone I just wanted to feel close to somebody like to anybody because I definitely did not feel close to anybody at that time um like I didn't feel close to my family I didn't feel close to my friends or anything so I think having somebody who to me was like a very cool person and a very interesting person show me affection 
or even if it was, because let me tell you something, that's not, that wasn't real affection. I know that now. That wasn't genuine, like, love, but it felt, it, I inflated it so much because I was lacking it so much that I inflated it into becoming something that it wasn't so it could fit the, the void and praying, praying that that would heal the wound. It did not heal the wound. In fact, it made the wound much larger. Okay. Having that person's attention and just honestly craving male validation a lot during that time um, was, you know, it wasn't great. I definitely, I definitely, I, I was somebody who experienced limerence constantly. And if you don't know what limerence is, limerence is basically, it's inflating feelings. It's kind of becoming obsessive with somebody and but okay okay here's the thing textbook definition of limerence is you actually don't have a relationship with the person and that relationship is all up in your mind it's all up in your mind and you don't actually have a real relationship with them but I still say that it's limerence because even though I had like a, a relationship, a physical relationship, but I also tend to down talk my experiences. So there's that. But um, but I still call it limerence because there were times like stretches of months and years where he and I did not have a relationship and I thought about him constantly or like I would think that I would run into him anywhere. Um, I literally like would constantly think I'd run into him. It was so sad. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go for a run, take a nap, read a book, go out with a friend? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time, but the question is more time for what? Recently, me and my therapist sat down and literally made a list of all of the things I've been wanting to accomplish this year that I felt that I did not have any time for. There's a book I've been wanting to read on finance. You guys know I'm super into my finances this year. And I was like, when am I going to have the time to do this? Well, we sat down, made that list, and turns out I have time on Tuesday mornings. Little changes can really help create a sense of control in a world where so many of the things that happen are beyond our control. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and it's suited to fit your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash POV today to get 10% off of your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash P-O-V. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. But, um, but I was really craving like these very intense emotions and like, that was like the only place that I knew I could get it from. Pair that 
with my emotional immaturity, you basically got a very fucked up situation, okay? Um, where he could literally tell me he did not like me, like he did not think I was funny, and I would accept it because I needed the other end of that, which was the good parts of it, you know? So not good for me, no. But also, I also blame him a lot because I just felt like at a point, he should have just blocked me. I just genuinely wish he would have blocked me. Like all the time, I just feel like, can this man please block me? Because I don't have the mental capacity. I don't have the strength to stop myself from making a fool of myself in front of him. Can he please just block me? There were times when I asked him, hey, can you block me? And he'd be like, no. So, um, but that was an age gap relationship that I think about all the time and that there were unfair power dynamics in there. And I wish I had just been smarter to just never get myself involved in that at all. Um, genuinely. And even now, like to this day, I'm 27 and I would like to believe that in a relationship where there is a large age gap that I could make decisions and not feel influenced by the other person because I feel like they are smarter than me that they are wiser than me more experienced than me that it's kind of giving like a parental relationship I wish that I could constantly say that it wouldn't lean into that but I don't really believe that and so I will be staying away from that completely um unless it's like an Anna Nicole Smith situation to which come here dead man let's get married because that man was practically dead when they got married okay um, and we all knew what that was about. We all knew what it was, okay? That was one of the more impactful ones in my life. Recently, I was sitting there and I was just thinking. I don't even know what the fuck I was thinking about. I actually may have been thinking about this subject because uh, one of my friends, shout out Kristen, she sent me a list of topics to talk about and um, and she made like notes and everything she was like um and one of them was an age gap and she was like when are they appropriate when are they not appropriate which I will continue to answer um but I remember when I was young there was this weird obsession I don't understand like why us as teenagers like 16 years old 17 like between the ages of 14 definitely 15 and definitely 16 if you have the miss the miss uh fortune if you have the misfortune of watching 13 that movie at the ripe age of 13 I am so sorry for your childhood years because I watched that movie on Lifetime on a Saturday and I remember feeling like I'm not living my life I'm not living my life because you're done at that age and you're easily influenced and you see other young people on screen and you're like, that's how my life should look. Fuck Disney Channel. I want to do what she's doing, piercing her fucking tongue on the screen. Like, I just remember that. But I also remember that the friends I had at the time and it was just a very constant, like, it was just a very constant thought that we, we were just so cool if we were dating somebody much older than us, much older than us, like it gave us a leg up, like, oh, your boyfriend's 23. Oh yeah. Her boyfriend's 23. Like, I don't understand what it was. Like there was this obsession with just dating guys who were out of high school, who were way older than us. And, and we just thought like it made us cooler. Like we, it made us seasoned women. Like it made it so that it kind of made us feel like we were the chosen ones. Like, that's a man, and a man wants me, okay? I remember when I was 15, I started an online relationship with this man. I don't remember what his, I I also remember what his name was, but I don't know if it was his real name. But he was like 25. How I met him, I have no idea. But we were dating on Facebook. Like, we weren't, like, in an official relationship on Facebook. We would talk on Facebook. We would video chat. We would do all of that. He was 25 years old. I was 15. In my head, I thought, like, it was the sexiest thing ever. Now, looking back, I'm just like, this could have gone left in so many fucking ways. 
I could have gotten abducted. I could have gotten kidnapped. And I remember, like, I've always been a scary child, like, a, a scaredy cat. I remember, like, towards the end of this relationship, I started feeling like, wait, that's actually very scary. Because I remember he started wanting to meet up. Okay? And while I was watching 13, I was also watching To Catch a Predator. <laughs> okay? I was also watching To Catch a Predator. I was like, wait a minute. Wait, what if you're, like, one of the scary bad men? Because, like, I like you and you make me feel cool, but you're telling me to, like, sneak out and to lie about where I'm going to meet somebody I don't know. And I remember he was a Asian. He was a Asian. He was white and Asian. And, um, and I remember, like, he, like, sent me nudes on Facebook. And I would send him nudes on Facebook. And thinking back, it's just so fucking horrifying and terrifying to think that Divine's 15-year-old titties were being looked at by a grown fucking man. And like, yes, that is predatory and that is grooming. But for some fucking reason, at that age, you, you, you just, you're not making sense. You're not thinking. You're not. It's not clicking in your fucking head. It's like, what reason does a 25-year-old man have to be talking to a 15-year-old girl? Why do you not have... And I remember he was trying to make me jealous. Oh my God, it's all coming out. He was trying to make me jealous. He would tell me about the girls that he knew and that he was talking to. And he'd be like, yeah, she would do this. She would this and that. And I remember... It's funny because like a lot of the times in those situations... From what I've seen... Um, he was, he must've been very bold because from what I've seen, like the men will be the one to block. But I remember getting really scared because he was really pressuring me to like meet up with him. And I was really terrified of that. And it was just a very scary thought for me. And I remember like, I forget what I watched, but I remember I watched something about the dark web. Mm, Yes. In my era. I was in my dark web era at that time. It was just a culmination of like all the perfect things just at once. But I was in my dark web era at that time. And I remember watching something where, um, or reading a creepy, that's what it was. I was reading a creepy pasta on Tumblr. Thank you. And it was one of those dark web creepy pastas that were like, um, if you even log into the dark web, somebody can hack into your camera and watch you and figure out where you live and they're going to come and kidnap you. Girl. Terrifying. I thought that by just reading that creepy pasta, that somebody could find my address, girl. I was like, this is all a trap. I used to read the most fucked up shit as a child, but that's not what this is about. So... I started getting like very afraid and I was just like oh my god there are people on this internet that can just find out where you live like randomly like they don't have to know you they can just pick an address and it's you so once I was like he started pressuring me because I was like no I don't want to but I was like you might be one of these dark web people so I because I remember he also liked to play like with computers like he was a nerd so I blocked him I blocked him on Facebook And then I remember he made another Facebook to message me and tell me to never tell anybody that we had relations. And I was like, no problem with me because I would like to forget this ever happened. So as a child, being on the Internet, having free range on there, um, the stranger danger of the Internet like was not a thing. You'd have all of these 15-year-old girls who really thought it'd be so cool to date somebody way older than them. And that thought just continues to predate. And especially for the fact that I was not attractive to anyone my age. And guys, I was constantly, I would be approached by men way older than me. The men who looked at me when I was walking down the street, they were older than me. They were grandpas. They were grand, like they were old as men, nasty ass men. But when you're one, you're a young black girl, you're constantly sexualized anyway, and you're fat, so I had titties before anybody even knew what titties were, and you got a bananka dunk on you, you're gonna get looked at, and it's really fucked up, but you are gonna get looked at, and that's what I was used to, so I was like, obviously guys my age don't like me, because I was rejected by so many guys my age as a child, uh, horrifying, 
So I was like, all right, let me shift my dating range. Okay. So shifted my dating range. And like for a while, my Tinder was like 35. When I was like 19, it was like 35 to 45. It's horrifying. But you know, you live and you learn. And I would never again. Okay. But I mean, now I'm a grown ass woman. It doesn't matter. But I would never again. So, so I would like... I thought that like, you know, I need to date somebody older than me because I'm a, I'm a grown woman. I, I am wise in spirit and in soul and all of these things. And funny enough, when it comes down to it, you never, I feel like you don't really get to pick who you date. Like you don't, unless you can, which I would love to be you, um, looking at a crowd of people and be like, "Mm, I choose you, Pikachu. And then that's your boo. You know, you fall for who you fall for. And you don't really go out of your way to do that. As a woman, let me iterate that, as a woman. So, you know, I would be talking to, like, these older guys and, like, they they had, like, they would just be gross, you guys. Like, they were just fucking gross. Like, just gross, okay? Um, but looking back, I see how fucked up that was. And I can explain to you how, what effect Voldemort had on me. Because that relationship started a long time ago. And then he came back into my life. Um, and I, every time I got around this man at 26, I felt so small. I felt like I had the world to prove. And every time I got around him at my grown ass age, I felt like an insecure 19 year old girl with home life issues and friendship issues and everything I just it felt like everything that I worked really hard over the last few years to build in my confidence just was swept away every time he was around to the point where like I would say things that was just like out of character (laughs) like one time I was out and he was there and girl like I there was no self-respect on my hand like on my and my and my (laughs) me no self-respect whatsoever literally if he told me to go to the bathroom I would have and in those moments like it's just like I don't belong to myself like I didn't have like control over who I was and all that mattered for me was getting validation from this person And it's not until I'm like out of their range that I'm like, I hate being around this person. They fucking suck. And even when I finally got my fucking shit together, let me tell you something. So the last time that I saw this person, I'm so happy it was the last time because I had no, I just was over it. Therapy finally worked. Therapy finally got me together. Finally got my ass together. Thank you very much. Thank you to my therapist. The last two times I saw him, mind you, I had seen this man all the time. And he ignored the fuck out of me. When I wanted his attention, he ignored the fuck out of me. When I still had parts of me that I was still trying to heal and that would completely, all the work I've done would completely go kaput when he was in the room. It's like he knew that and he just, I don't know, like he just refused to give me, one, the closure that I needed. Every time I got close to it, he did some shit. He'd start like flirting with me a random makeout session, whatever. And then he'd just leave me hanging. Okay? So every time I got close to it, I would just get pulled back in. And then when I wanted it, he would not give it to me. Okay? Like, it was like this constant breadcrumbing, yes. I love the the neo, the neo-futuristic words here. So the last two times I saw this person, I was completely over it. I was done. I didn't care. I had no interest. None of it. Okay. Me and my therapist, I worked it out, bitch. Thank you. You think you can have me? You can't. I saw him. I was with a friend and, uh, we were like in this party and when I tell you in the little area I was in, there was like 90, we were in a section, bitch. There were 90 different ways to get in and out of the section. One of those ways was grinding all up on me. Okay? 
this man was closer to the other end of the way to leave. Okay? Actually, it was right next to him. But each time, he insisted on the grinding all upon me to get in and out of the section. To the point where even one of my friends was like, can you can you stop and then it was even funny because she really read me for shit because when she finally met the man I was spending days crying over I talked about for years all of it she was like divine that's Voldemort I was like yes it is she literally was like you are never ever allowed to call another man attractive because you thought that was attractive and that is a shame. She was like, I am so disappointed in you. And I was like, bestie, you don't have to say it because I'm disappointed in me too. I know, I know you don't have to say it because I know, girl. It's embarrassing. The man is hideous. So anyways, he did this like three times. You know what made him stop? His girlfriend showing up. Who, I'm so glad I think before I speak. Because when she first showed up, I thought she was the waitress. But I shut my mouth up. And I waited a second longer because I was like, she's not carrying a notepad. And it'd be very unfortunate if I really upset this poor girl by saying some shit like, hey, can you take my order? So I'm glad I kept my shit together at that moment and come to find out that was his little boo thing. And then and then that was the night was followed by dis- <laughs> a disgusting amount of PDA. See what I go through. A disgusting amount of PDA. But you know what? I didn't care. At that point, I just didn't care because I was like, I'm over it. I'm over you. I've been over it and I've been over you and I I don't care. There's nothing about that this man can do to change how I feel about myself. The years of allowing this person, this man, this, is it Y chromosome? This Y chromosome to inflict pain on me? To rule how I think about myself? Bitch, I would literally rather die than ever go through one more day of feeling like my self-worth is, is, is the way I feel about myself is reliant on how this person feels about me. Absolutely not. Never again. We'll never do it again. And I think he saw that because the next time I saw him, it was a more intimate gathering and he went to shake my hand and I was just like, hello. And I wasn't like doing it on no shady shit or nothing, but I was just like, this is not a person I want to waste my time on. And he made it like a whole thing. So I felt I, I, I was freed from the shackles of that man. And as time went by, like I expected myself to like want to look on his socials, to like look on his Twitter and stuff. And I just didn't really feel the need to do any of that at all. Um, because I just, I don't know, I was just over it. And I just kind of got over men in general at that point. Like, there's something so uninteresting in knowing that 99% of men are just raised wrong. That they're kind of like NPCs, like they're like non-player characters. There's something very uninteresting about that. Like, sometimes I really have to stop myself because sometimes I'll sit there and I'll, like, think about all the things going wrong in the world. And then I'm just like, wow, isn't it crazy how every, uh, what is that word? Like, isn't it crazy how every source of concern, how everything that could lead to the end of mankind, how every danger to society is a man but here's the thing though I will say this which was interesting to learn and which I appreciated learning and if I just spew a bunch of misinformation and the next (laughs) few minutes forgive me because I misheard something at one point I don't think I did I'm pretty sure I heard everything correctly but if there's something that's wrong here forgive me so all the time I think about how a lot of men are predacious they're predators 
And, you know, there's a lot of rapists in the world. There's a lot of men who are serial killers. And that's one thing I think about a lot because I listen to Crime Junkie and I know people have beef with that show, but I, it's whatever. So I listen to Crime Junkie and a lot of, I listen to it and a lot, all the time, I'm just like, wow, like what is wrong with men? Like what's wrong with them? Like what's wrong with these people? Like this species, something's going on here. And that is question was answered for me not that long ago because there is this man who he studies the brain of serial killers he studies the brain of serial killers and he found that all serial killers they had a part of their frontal lobe that was shut off that like there was just no activity in and that's what he found from scanning their brains terrifying okay and he ended up scanning his brain and he also found out that he also had that part of his brain shut off. And he, by definition in textbook, realized that he was a sociopath. Is it sociopath? Or I think it was psychopath. Because I think sociopath is one that like you're being a sociopath is because you have been conditioned to by your society to become, it's by socio, oh my God, it's by societal I, there's a word, I can't think of it. I want to say inflammation, indentation. <laughs> it's by societal, it's by society. Things that have happened to you in your life that cause you to become a sociopath, socio, I think. Um, psychopath, you're just born that way. So you're born with a couple of screws loose. But the thing is, not all psychopaths are murderers and not all sociopaths are killers. So, um... So he found out that he was one of the two because he did not have activity in that brain. And then also looking, like, talking to his family and talking to his ex-wife um, and listening to the behaviors that he exhibited, like, babe, you're a fucking psychopath, okay? So that was, like, his life's work and his study. And then come to find out he's what he is studying. So one of the other things that he also studied was the fact that there is a gene that a lot of psychopaths have that is actually passed down from mother to son. And I just really want to look this up really quickly before I just give you so much fucking misinformation. And the next thing you know, Divine is getting sued. Okay, so let me Google it right now. Psycho. You can hear my iPad. Gene. Oh, fuck. My internet is off. Because I really don't want to give y'all wrong information. Okay. Period. I was right. Ew. Insider with a very scary picture. The headline is from Insider and the date of this is July 9th, 29. A single gene has been linked with being a psychopath and it's very controversial. As of yet, no single factor can explain what causes people to behave in ways labeled psychopathic. But research suggests that our genes may have a role to play. So it says one gene in particular is linked with an increased risk of violent and aggressive behaviors. Studies have found known as the MAOA. Do you really expect me to be able to? Okay. Monoamine oxidase A. Anyways, this warrior gene controls the production of the protein that breaks down the brain signaling chemicals like dopamine, noradrenaline, and serotonin, which all influence mood. But the idea of a psychopathic gene remains controversial. People with a variant of the gene called MAOAL produce less of the protein that breaks down these signaling chemicals, which in turn causes them to build up in excess of these chemicals. Scientists believe this leads to impulsive behavior such as hypersexuality, sleep disorders, mood swings, and violent tendency. Okay, James Fallon, a, neuro a neuroscientist at the UC Irvine School of Medicine, was studying the brains of murder murderers and other violent criminals who were thought to be psychopaths when he accidentally found out he might be one. So that's what I was just telling you about. Not only did his brain scans look suspiciously like those of the murderers, he later found out that he also possesses the man. I hope he's on a watch list. <laughs> No offense. Thank you for your work, but I hope he's on a watch list. But he later found out that he also possesses the MAOAL gene that's been linked to aggression and antisocial behavior. 
Um, psychopaths are often described as having a lack of sympathy. They may understand when others are in need or in pain, but they don't feel it viscerally the way most people do. I want to say something really controversial because like so many men exhibit these behaviors and like it is very predominant in men because this gene is transferred from mother to son. It doesn't transfer from mother to daughter. And even when you look at psychopaths who have been women, Eileen, fuck, what's her name? Eileen, whatever, Eileen Vergas, Eileen, oh my God, I have 2% on my iPad. Can I find out what her name is? Eileen Oh my god. Oh my god. Hold on. (laughs) Working against the clock. Okay. Aileen Warnos. Damn. Aileen Warnos. You, even when looking at her cases, you realize, well not realize, but she killed out of necessity and protection, which is crazy. Um, so anyway, so back to the, um, article. So he found out he might be one. Not only did his brain scans look suspiciously like those of the murderers, he later found out that he also possesses the MAOAL gene that's been linked to aggression and antisocial behavior. Psychopaths are often described as lacking empathy. They may understand, okay, da, da, da. Fallon can identify with that. I don't get the interpersonal warm and fuzzies, he told Business Insider in an interview earlier this month. But having the MAOAL gene isn't enough to make somebody a psychopath. The environment somebody is exposed to is likely very important too. Fallon thinks the reason why he turned out to be a relatively normal, nonviolent person despite having this gene is that he had a good upbringing. But growing up in a harsher environment could have tipped him towards a darker path. If the brain sees a hostile world, the only survival it has is to be hostile. Whereas if it sees a normal world, it is a normal, it will be normal. Um, okay, I'm not going to read this entire article, but it's a very good article. It's on Insider. The other thing that influences this a lot is if you get a nice little head injury when you are developing and it shuts off a part of your brain. That, a lot of serial killers have that, um, a lot of serial killers have that frontal lobe injury when they were children. Um, I don't remember how we got into the topic of serial killers. Hmm. How did we get here? I don't know. Right. So literally thinking about how most of the problems in this world are caused by men. And I would like to say that I hope for a better future. But, uh, you know, as long as men continue to just simply exist, uh, that may not be true. So... Yeah, so I want to talk about that. But then also the other thing I want to tell you about, because like, okay, like we've, we're done talking about age gaps and stuff. Maybe I'll revisit it later in the future. But anyways, the other thing I want to talk about was earlier I mentioned to catch a predator. Did you know, and which I learned this week from Tic Tac, is that the reason why they stopped filming to catch a predator. And if you don't know what to catch a predator is, to catch a predator is a show where basically they pretend to be a teenage girl on an online chat room and they lure somebody to um, basically meet up with them okay and then once they show up guess who's ready to cuff them the police and chris hansen so that show went on for a long time and i used to watch it too and um the reason why it stopped was because they caught a texas district attorney he was one of the people who they lured and who um basically he got there he arrived ready to do very horrible things with a child and, um, and he walked out and then he went and he offed himself in his car and the camera crew caught the whole thing. So because of that, they stopped doing to catch a predator, but I don't, I don't know. I think they kind of did what had to be done. You know what I'm saying? That must be like very traumatic for everybody involved, like who had to see that. But you know, that's what child predators should get. Yeah. Um, but they asked Chris Hansen, the host of that show, if he had any regrets in his time doing the show. And he said he had none whatsoever. And that he sleeps like a baby at night. As he should, King. Um, but yeah, so... Age uh, gaps are weird because I feel like... 
I feel like it doesn't matter until you hit your 30s. Until you hit your 30s and you are a well-developed person. Because I think it goes hand in hand with this saying that it says your 20s are for fun. Uh, it says, it's okay. It's like you're, uh, no, I fucked up the saying, sorry. Your, your 30s are your 20s with more money. And I know on the surface that you're like, how does this, how do those two things relate? But I think they relate because when you're 30, I don't really see it being that different than in your 20s because you're coming up to a lot of the same situations already, except now you have the opportunity to make better choices, hopefully. You make better choices. You've lived and you've learned, but now is the time for you. Your 30s is the time for you to show what you've learned and to really make good lasting decisions. So all of that heartbreak and bullshit in your 20s, by your 30s, you should learn by that. And hopefully you are with somebody. I feel like that you are with somebody that you want to be with that is a good partner to you, that's a good spouse. That's why you see a lot of people get divorced in their 30s if they got married early. That's why a lot of people who, like, they're living life, they're having fun, they get married in their 30s. And from what I can tell, some of them are okay. I don't know about all of them, but some of them are okay. Um... So I think you're a lot wiser in your 30s. And I feel like that's really when you, I think you you can date whoever the fuck you want to date. If you want to date a 70-year-old, go ahead, you know. Um, but 20s, 25 even, is still pushing it to me. And yes, I'm talking about you, Chris Evans, dating this 25-year-old um, actress. And I saw a tweet, I'm so sorry, I saw a tweet earlier and... Um, and because he made their their relationship Instagram official by showing a video of them chasing after each other and like running after each other and shit and like scaring each other. And somebody said, yeah, no wonder like that's they said that's what you can go ahead and do all day. Like what does a 25 year old and a um, and a 41 year old have to talk about? But still like. In that vein, like, it's not, like, yeah, what do they have to talk about? But it's a lot less predatory than somebody who's fucking 19 and they're, the person they're dating is in their 30s. Like, that's, that's weird. And that's, like, you haven't learned much. You're just an adult. You haven't learned a lot. You think you know a lot, but you don't. You really don't. And... Even now at 27, I don't know a lot. I don't know a lot. I don't, I can't say I would be comfortable dating somebody who's like 40. I just feel for me, I just feel like we're at two very different places in our lives and there's just not a lot that I can relate to. But if you're 25 and maybe you do relate very well to this person that's in their 40s, go ahead and date them. Personally, for me, I cannot. But uh, I feel like a lot of these things is about knowing who you are and feeling like you're in control of yourself and that you cannot be manipulated in any way. I don't think that that applies to a 19-year-old, a 20-year-old, a 21-year-old, a 22-year-old. I just don't think it does. I feel like the age of adultness, adulthood, should be at least 21. Because you're so dumb when you're 18. Like, you're so fucking stupid. The, like, most of the bad decisions I made, I made when I was 18. Because I was fucking stupid. Okay? So, that's just how I feel about that. But, you know, there are some lessons that no matter how many times somebody tries to warn you against them, you just have to learn by yourself. And I'm pretty sure when I was, like, getting cozy with that guy, I had friends who were like, please don't do this. And I was like, do you think you're smarter than me? Because you're not. Little did I know that I would be, literally, my heart would get fucking mollywopped, okay? So, you just have to be wise. And if you're 18, or you're 19, and you're 20, and you're feeling like you're grown and you know shit, you don't. You've barely started living, okay? And honestly, be a child for a little bit longer. Because I promise you, this shit, this adult shit, it's not fucking fun. And personally, I would like a fucking revamp. And I would like to speak to your manager, okay? So, there's no rush. Men who are older than you have nothing to give you. 
the reason why they are looking to date somebody 25 and they are 50 is because 50 year old women who are smart smarter than you and him combined want nothing to do with that man know that the men who are trying to date young women are the leftovers because they can't get somebody their age to be quiet when they're trying to manipulate them. Thank you. That's all I have to say. Thank you. So, all of that being said, fun condo. Think it was super enlightening. Happy to get so much of that off of my chest. Um, just going to remind you to enter the competition, the giveaway to get one of everything in the merch, go ahead and leave a rating and review on Apple podcast and follow me on Instagram at vinephilo, V-I-N-E-P-H-I-L-O. And the more ratings you leave, the more chances you enter and you don't have to follow me on Instagram, but it definitely adds your name one more time in the basket. And I think that would be really helpful. Okay. So the winner will be announced on February 14th on or around, depending if that is a Friday or not. Okay. So if you're listening on YouTube or watching me on YouTube, hey girl, um, go ahead and like and subscribe and hit that notification bell so you can um, know every time I post. And also, if you don't feel like... If you don't feel like waiting to know if you won the giveaway, you can always buy your own merch at my website, vinephilo, V-I-N-E-P-H-I-L-O dot com. Um, shipping is international. Thank you. Um, so come on. Uh, come on. I don't know what that was. But anyways, it was so nice to talk to you today. I love you so much. Have a wonderful week. Have a wonderful day. I love you. I love you. I love you. Bye. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. From issuance, please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.